Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Icebreakers. Icebreakers. So this episode we're going to be um, talking through some surveys we did in Stratford and conspiracies about climate change and global warming. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the survey section of episode two of our podcast. So for this section of the podcast we were interviewing people in Stratford around the wreck. Um, just about their shopping habits and climate change in general, how they felt about it and everything. So these are the questions. Do you make a conscious effort to combine eco-friendly products into your shopping? Do you know of any of these eco-friendly brands, Small, Ecover and Beyond Meat? Do you think it's important that you adjust your lifestyle to accommodate the challenges of climate change? Do you use your own shopping bags? Can you provide any examples of adjustments you've made? And would you consider changing any of the items you consistently purchase to a more environmentally friendly option? So generally people's answers were very positive. They were saying that yes, they cared and they were like trying to do what they could. For example, like separating recyclables, using their own shopping bags, um, getting unpackaged food, stuff like that. And like paper straws and all the things that you hear about quite frequently. Um, so it was generally very positive and I think people were yeah. trying for the most part. Um, we also asked them if they, wanted, if they would be more eco-friendly and pretty much everyone said yes but that it would have to be cost effective because it can get quite expensive especially when you're buying for a big family. Yeah. And um, it would have to be like you know easier to buy eco-friendly products and more accessible because in supermarkets it's not you have to kind of search for it and it's just a bit inconvenient and hard to change your habits yeah exactly I, I think, think convenience is basically the biggest thing that people want like, yeah i feel like yeah to be there. yeah because yeah. generally there are for things like um well like small is a brand that does like cleaning products and just like more eco-friendly versions of like laundry detergent and stuff like that but like that's the only like brand that's eco-friendly for those things yeah. so usually it's like one or two brands and that's all you get to yeah. choose from and i mean they're, they're not quite they're not very well known as well i, I literally exactly. never heard of small before, before yeah no like not this. until this yeah exactly it's so like you really do have to do your own research which makes it quite difficult and i think that um, Especially when you've got quite a busy life yeah like yeah and i think supermarkets can do a lot more to make it more accessible and just make people more aware of what they're buying and, it's and the brands like that. and the businesses, the people that have all the power over the consumer. It's yeah, to making the adjustments. Yeah, they definitely have more power to change things rather than individuals. Like, yeah, because I mean, you can choose to buy the stuff, but like, there's only so much that you can do. But they need to make it more accessible for everyone. Yeah, you can only like buy it if it's there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the most important thing is the promotion because. The people we talked to hadn't really heard of these sort of small-scale brands. Yeah, so exactly. Big like um, companies like supermarkets really need to like up their marketing to actually like share with the public that they are doing these eco-friendly schemes. Yeah. yeah, and I think generally it's cheaper for brands to produce things like in plastic and just keep doing what they're doing. Like yeah. it is always cheaper. Like Amazon um, just disposing of so much of their products just because that's cheaper for them and it's really bad and I think just it's not long term at all because people need to be thinking long term like 
environmentally exactly you have to like be eco-friendly of all of these things like yeah it's, gonna, it's for the yeah. profit short term but like is that's it yeah it doesn't help long term like long-term profit people need to be thinking about like brands need to be thinking about what's eco-friendly and i think if more of them like group together to think about stuff like this it would make it more like obvious and and then more brands yeah. would start to join in and it would just become on the rise like yeah especially since these like smaller brands that do specifically sustainable stuff they're not really sold in like tesco's for example or yeah like, it's not as like mainstream yeah you don't see it next to all of your big brands like mm -hmm. yeah exactly it's it's very like I've never heard of most of the brands which we yeah, researched exactly. for this podcast. Like, so many of them you just don't hear about. And it's not, like, fair on the brand either that are clearly, like, trying to make profit but also doing a really good job of being eco-friendly in the process. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting, like, shoved under all the massive brands which don't really care a lot of the time. I think it's important that those actually, the big companies actually rebrand to make their existing products more sustainable. Yeah, yes. exactly. If you're already yeah. popular, if you already have an audience, you're already making money. Like, exactly. Why yeah. is it so hard to yeah. adjust what you're making? And the, exactly. the own brands as well, like Tesco's own, yeah, own, whatever. Because also with brands which already exist, I think in the generally in the younger generation more, um, it's like popular people want brands to be more environmentally yeah. friendly so it would actually benefit them again in the long run it would benefit them to be more eco-friendly because that's what people want to yeah, see now target audience or... exactly that's what people want to see now they want brands to be more eco-friendly so it would literally benefit everyone so yeah definitely most of the people that we asked were very supportive of climate change but we did meet one person who was at the opposite end of the spectrum he was in fact a climate change denier and he was very eager to answer the questions in our survey but he was still really firm in his beliefs that he didn't need to do anything about climate change because there was nothing to be done because it doesn't exist i think that can be quite dangerous as well especially if people who believe those things like if they have like children or if they're very open about their beliefs with their family and then it spreads yeah. like I feel like polarizing opinions always spread the quickest like exactly yeah especially when you're so confident in them yeah because people follow confidence but it's it's really dangerous because I mean there's so much like false things like just yeah, on just, social media in general yeah, and it like does not help yeah it doesn't help to have people like reinforced in your everyday lives reinforced in just like everyday life because also i think if you grow up if you're like raised around those ideas you're not going to know any better and it makes it a lot yeah. harder for people to form their own opinions yeah and if you're not taught any different like for example in school then you're not gonna have any doubt in those opinions yeah exactly which is why for like more eco-friendly products if they're more accessible, then it doesn't seem as much of an extreme idea yeah, that like climate it, change is bad. If it's cheaper and if it's there, then why not? Like Yeah, exactly. But even from a denier's point of view, there are still issues. Like, if there's so much non-biodegradable stuff around, it's going to look awful. 
And do we want to live in a world like that? You just be landmines. Landmines? Landfills. Landfills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't believe it's fine. Exactly. It's yeah. It's quite bad. I mean, landmines are really bad as well. Yeah. yeah. It would just be ugly. And then people would get angry because it's ugly. So it caused social issues. Yeah. yeah. Even like social. And then, like, even rats good. would be attracted to it or something. And then yeah. maybe the disease would grow. Yeah. The diseases would be spread. another pandemic. And then maybe there'd be like the food chain because is slightly changed or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, knock on effect, it could happen. So. Yeah. yeah. Although the overwhelming majority of people we surveyed had very positive responses, there are still climate deniers around the world and this can be very harmful to especially young people, which is why it's really important for big brands to make eco-friendly products more accessible. And we will now be passing you on to the conspiracy section of this podcast. Hello guys and welcome back to Icebreakers, the NCS podcast. It's me, James. Me, Morgan. And today we're going to give you a little anecdote about a very passionate guy who was passionate about climate change that we met in Stratford. So take it away, Morgan. So yeah, guys, this guy and his two brothers are, create, are in the process of creating a box that can supply energy for a three-bedroom house. It takes a um, input of 12 volts and creates an output of 14 volts and this is done by using a magnetic field to transfer the voltage even he said that the scientists are confused about it so the whole concept of this is very confusing to scientists as Morgan just said and they are still in the process of discovering how this works. However, the guy seemed very interested and passionate about the concept of this box and explained to us that it can produce more eco-friendly energy than other alternatives that the big companies are using where he, he vouched that he was about for the people, he wasn't going to make it a big profit for him, didn't want to get particularly rich rather than compared to these other companies who were just in it for the money. So his motive seemed fairly convincing. However, the project is still in its early days and he said that it may be completed in the next year or so. So so guys, make sure you be looking out for him. If this project goes through and it looks very interesting, then it could solve a lot of problems where we are facing in today's very high-tech industry and this and this product may even solve some problems of energy that isn't eco-friendly and even reduce prices so you may be seeing this box in your home in the next 15 20 years even thanks for listening to episode two of the icebreakers podcast we hope you tune into the next one and have a good rest of your day